This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Join the discussion at Ping.TV slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dan Golvach, dear friend of mine, episode 64, folks. Dan is a wealth of knowledge. He's been studying the elites for over 40 years and then ended up in the White House you know, back in 2016, 17, 18, because of a situation that occurred when his son Spencer was murdered, murdered in cold blood by a four times deported illegal alien. And so Dan ended up campaigning for Donald Trump during 2015 to help get the wall built. And I didn't get into it with him last night because it's upsetting but in the end dan knows he was pretty much used he knew he was going to be used uh but he wanted to lend spencer's story to help try to at least wake up people to the horrors of our border and the lies being told by our officials so i will have dan back on we can dig so deep unfortunately we had to record late last night and so usually Dan gets tired by them. Um, he's out playing music all the time, and then he gets back, and he tries to push himself. But I'll try to get him on during the day when he's all pumped up, and we'll do another show. But that was a great, fantastic episode, I think. If you haven't listened to it, episode 64. Uh, to everyone who has joined pain.tv slash gold, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And... To everyone who has left a five-star review and a comment at Apple Podcasts, thank you as well. If you haven't done that, please take a minute out of your day. Leave us a five-star and a comment over there. It really, really does help. The show is growing, and that is because people are sharing it, people are commenting on it, people are rating it. All right, as usual, if you want to get in touch with me, all the links to the different social medias we're using are in the description below and there's been several people who have written me and asked if they can leave some kind of a donation 
you know, that kind of uh, business model, I'll call it, I'll be honest, uh, worked over in kind of the YouTube world. Most people don't use it in the podcast space, but we're going to be expanding out into the video world as well. So I'm not going to say no to it. Um, so if you want to leave me some kind of a donation, we're going to come up with some kind of tier system. I mean, obviously, I do have to pay bills, and I'm working on this pretty much night and day uh, until I run out of money and my wife tells me to go back to work. But uh, <laughs> because uh, either this show has to make it on advertisements and sponsors or I'm going to have to come up with some kind of business model eventually. But uh, I will have some sort of a donation link coming in the next uh, few days. I know we were setting that up today. There's a few more steps, and so I will include that for you if you do want to leave a donation. Otherwise, go over to pain.tv slash gold, and you could join there for about, I think it's $8 and change a month. You get access to the ad-free video version of this podcast, as well as the Thomas Payne podcast, and a community of like-minded individuals in a Facebook-like app. And it's a good place to spread it Intel, pick up Intel, learn, and teach other people. All right, folks, episode 65, I've got a lot of news piling up here from you guys over at pain.tv slash gold, as well as from Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Payne podcast on Fridays, but I'm not going to get to that stuff right now because I need to get through Dr. James Giordano. And let me just remind you who Giordano is and why we're pulling this uh, together here. Uh, I'm over at Modern War Institute. If you want to find this video, just Google Modern War Institute. The brain is the battlefield of the future. And uh, you can go to the website. It's mwi.usma.edu. And this is Modern War Institute at West Point. And this video we're going to review here, it says... In this video, Dr. James Giordano speaks to United States Military Academy cadets and faculty about the human brain and the future of war. And this was October 29th, 2018. And if you remember, the last West Point cadet video we analyzed was Dr. Charles Morgan III, and that was also from 2018. And we picked up a lot of intelligence from that video. I mean, a lot, folks. If you have not listened to that episode, I suggest you find it. We learned all about killer stem cells, diseases that the government has uh, the ability to create that can be spread airborne and targeted to only kill you based on your DNA profile. All right? So let me just show you why uh, we're covering Dr. James Giordano. So as you know, we spent several episodes on a document called Cyborg Soldier 2050. And I have this document up on the screen for those of you in the video audience. It is uh, U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center. And it's called Cyborg Soldier 2050, Human-Machine Fusion and the Implications for the Future of the Department of Defense. And human-machine fusion is merger of man and machine called singularity or transhumanism. And the co-authors of this paper are Dr. Peter Emanuel, 
Dr. Diane Duilius, both of which we reviewed in a military.com Left of Boom podcast, where they were being interviewed about this document. And there's a second part to that podcast we'll be analyzing in the next few days. The other co-authors of this paper are Scott Walper, Natalie Klein, James B. Petro, and of course, Dr. James Giordano, who we're going to get into tonight. And it's important to understand who Dr. Charles Morgan III is, Drs. Peter Emanuel and Diane Dulius, Dr. James Giordano, and these others, because these are the government-sanctioned Frankenstein doctors that are developing all of this transhumanist Marvel superhero technology. All right, let me read you a little bit about James Giordano. I just want you to become somewhat familiar with him before I start to analyze the lecture. James Giordano is a PhD, uh, Chief Neuroethics Studies Program at Georgetown uh, UMC. All right, and this is over at brainperspective.org. I'm going to just show you a couple of bios on him. Uh, because there's different information floating around. So this says Dr. James Giordano is chief of the Neuroethics Studies Program in the Pellegrino Center for Clinical Bioethics and a professor in faculty fellow of neurosciences and ethics at the... Oh, oh, look, I apologize. There's something wrong with this website here, and it's cutting off uh, part of the text. So for the video audience, you can see that. Let me just try to reread this real quick here. Dr. James Giordano is the Chief of Neuroethics Studies Program in the Pellegrino Center for Clinical Bioethics and a professor in the Department of Neurology and Graduate Liberal Studies Program at, George Washington, uh, at Georgetown University, Washington, D.C., uh, U.S. He is Clark Faculty Fellow of Neurosciences and Ethics at the Human Science Center of Ludwig Maximilians Universitat in Munich, Germany, where he previously was J.W. Fulbright Foundation Visiting Professor. Dr. Giordano is William H. and Ruth Crane Schaffer, Distinguished Visiting Professor of Neuroethics at uh, Gallaudet University in Washington. Uh, is appointed to the Neuroethics Legal and Social Issues Advisory Panel of Defense Advanced Research Agency, DARPA. Okay, so he's involved with DARPA as the Social Issues Advisory Panel. Uh, and is a fellow of the Center for National Preparedness at the University of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. His ongoing research focuses upon the use of advanced neurotechnologies to explore the neurobiology of pain and other neuro psychiatric spectrum disorders the neuroscience of moral decision making and the neuroethical issues arising from the use of neuroscience and neurotechnology in research clinical medicine public life international relations and policy and national security and defense the author of over 200 peer-reviewed papers, and seven books in neuroscience and neuroethics, Dr. Giordano is editor-in-chief of the journal Philosophy, Ethics, and Humanities in Medicine. Associate editor for the journal Neuroethics, 
and executive editor-in-chief of the book series Advances in Neurotechnology, Ethical, Legal, and Social Issues. All right, now I want to pull up another bio on him. Again, I told you there's different bios and there's some important information in here. This is over at Georgetown. Uh, GU faculty 360.georgetown.edu. And the reason why I have this one up, where is it, folks? We read all the other stuff. Okay, Dr. Giordano is currently fellow of the project on biosecurity, technology, and ethics at the U.S. Naval War College in Newport, Rhode Island. He chairs the neuroethics program of the IEEE Brain Initiative, is a senior science advisory fellow of the strategic multi-layer assessment branch of the joint staff of the Pentagon, right? So he's a senior science advisory fellow of the strategic multi-layer assessment branch of the joint staff of the Pentagon, serves as an appointed member of the Neuroethics Legal and Social Issues Advisory Panel of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, and is consulting bioethicist to the Department of Defense Medical Ethics Center. He previously served an appointed member of the United States Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Advisory Council on Human Research Protections and as task leader of the project on dual-use neurotechnologies of the European Union Human Brain Project. So if you weren't positive whether or not this guy was tied into the government, (laughs) At both the United States and the world level, I think you can understand that now. We're dealing with a government mad scientist. There's just a little more info here I'll give you. This says, the author of over 300 publications, 7 books, and 20 government white papers. Okay, 20 government white papers. That was not in the other bio, and I wanted to give that to you. On neurotechnology, biosecurity, and ethics. He's editor-in-chief of the International Journal. Okay, we already got that part. So I wanted to show you all of his government tie-ins, all the panels, the boards, the committees, the white papers, everything that he sits on, everything that he's written. So this way you'll have a clear understanding of who James Giordano is before we start reviewing his work. Now, let me just show you this. This was a paper I found. In doing some other research, actually. And this is called Redefining Neuroweapons, Emerging Capabilities in Neuroscience and Neurotechnology. And this is authored by Joseph DeFranco, who we haven't gotten into yet, and then Diane Deulius and James Giordano. So there's the two of them involved in Cyborg Soldier 2050, working on another paper together on redefining neuroweapons. And this is a 15-page white paper. There's a lot of this stuff available online. And eventually, I'd like to go through you know, a fair amount of it. Uh, but I have to work it in between other shows. Otherwise, it's going to get boring and you guys are going to get uh, kind of, I think you'll fall asleep if all I do is review white papers the entire show. But it is important. Now, I'm over here at another site here. This is the Mad Scientist Laboratory. And it's not just some kooky site, folks. This is MadSciBlog, MadSciBlog.com. 
T-R-A-D-O-C dot army dot mil. So this is over at the Army's military website. And this is a document I found written on August 8th, 2019. It says 168. That must be like uh, the, the article number. Linking brains to machines and use of neurotechnology to the cultural and ethical perspectives of the current global stage. And when I get back, I'm going to review that for you quickly before we get into the video lecture from Dr. James Giordano because this article I find to be quite fascinating. This was Dr. Giordano and Dr. Uh, Mr. Joseph DeFranco. So that was who he co-authored this uh, redefining neuroweapons piece with. But this is the two of them commenting on Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip. So it's the government scientist commenting on the government's frontman, Elon Musk, and his technology, Neuralink brain chip, which is bringing the government's technology forward, of which we showed you through Dr. Charles Morgan III's lecture that they were already doing the Neuralink brain chip inside the government going back to at least 2003. And we know that DARPA has been involved with this stuff going back to the 1970s. So I think it's important to let you hear what Dr. James Giordano says about Elon Musk since we spent so much time on Elon Musk before we get into the lecture featuring Dr. James Giordano. Folks, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. Let's take a look at this. So again, we're over at the Mad Scientist Laboratory on the Army's official government website. Again, this is Article 168, linking brains to machines and use of neurotechnology to the cultural and ethical perspectives of the current global stage. And this was written on August 8th, 2019. It says right here, folks, editor's note, in today's post, returning guest bloggers, Mr. Joseph DeFranco and Dr. James Giordano, examined the ramifications of Neuralink moving forward with brain-machine interfaces, posing five tough questions on what the crossing of this uh, neuroscience frontier means from medical, ethical, legal, and geopolitical perspectives. Read their compelling post, Will Neuromodified Human Actors Be Considered Weaponized Biological Agents? And so you can go read that if you want to. But let me just get into this because I find it to be quite fascinating that Dr. James Giordano, part of the Cyborg Soldier 2050 project, is writing about Elon Musk Neuralink back in 2019. And I said, "Ah, let me, let me, this will just give you a look into James Giordano's mind before we review this lecture. 
It says here on July 16th, Elon Musk announced that his company Neuralink will move to advanced clinical translation of a novel brain machine interface, BMI, that he claims holds promise for the restoration of sensory and motor function and the treatment of neurological disorders. Although the company's efforts to develop such a BMI, so folks, just lock that into your head. BMI is Brain Machine Interface, BMI. Such a BMI has only been underway for 28 months. It has already created an innovative functioning application in an in vivo rat model. Musk seeks to begin clinical trials in 2020 for treatment of particular neurological disorders. Musk also asserts that this technology could and should be available to any individual who wishes to achieve, quote, better access, quote, and, quote, better communication, uh, better connections, end quote, to the, quote, world, each other, and ourselves, end quote. And you guys remember that. We reviewed Elon Musk and Neuralink in depth on this show. But it's interesting because we're now bringing the military side into the so-called private sector side and seeing how the military folks comment on the private sector folks. The BMI involves implantation of microelectrodes as many as 3072 per array to record uh, to record neurological activity in the brain these electrodes convey signals to sensors that can be detected by an external device for instance an iphone the in- intricacies and complex nature of the brain's neural architecture and v- uh, vasculature demand precision of the implantation procedure and, th- and to this end, Neuralink will employ a newly developed robotic system for inserting the electrodes. Remember, we watched that. It's called uh, made by a company called Woke Studios. And it's designed to drill a hole in the back of your head, cut open your brain lining, flip that open, and then jam a 1,000 electrodes, uh, wires down into your brain with about 1,024 electrodes on each wire goes on to say this system will be monitored and managed by a neurosurgeon who can manually adjust the robotic system as needed during the procedure. That's back in 2019. I don't think they need humans involved anymore. It says, uh, where are we, folks? This emerging technology is noteworthy and could foster understanding and treatments of a number of neuro psychiatric conditions yet there are several questions that we believe must be addressed and answered before Neuralink or any related technology is offered and made available to the public so now you have Dr. James Giordano talking about this technology getting ready for human trials back in 2019 and now he's going to make his remarks about what needs to be answered before this is introduced to the public and available to the public It says, first, who will receive this BMI? Presentations by Musk assert that a main goal is to make the procedure as simple and automated as LASIK, like LASIK eye surgery. 
Okay. It continues to say, we also advocate the importance of and need for safe and reliable procedures. In this light, it should be borne in mind that the methods described require neurosurgical intervention to insert the electrodes. Yeah, they drill a hole in your head and cut the lining open. All right, it goes on to say, and although the level of invasiveness may be reduced and perhaps increasingly minimized with iterative developments of technology and protocols, inherent neurosurgical risks, for example, intracranial bleeding, infection, etc., must be recognized. It may well be that the relative benefit to burden risk calculus may support the use of a novel procedure if and when other extant and prior interventions are ineffective. Still, we advocate that any such consideration should appreciate and engage questions and contingencies relative to mitigating risks. And then there's a table they want you to look at. To wit, what conditions will be treated using this approach, or perhaps more specifically, which patients will receive such treatments. Okay, so do you understand that? So now Giordano is basically saying, okay, we need to understand that we're tapping into somebody's head, basically. We know that Musk has a robot. It's going to be doing most of the work, but, you know, this is basically brain surgery. The second point they make is that who will perform this procedure and where will it take place? And if Musk's uh, innovation to any individual who seeks, quote, better access, end quote, and better connections to the world each other and ourselves, end quote, is indicative of a broader interest in and market for receiving this BMI technology. The question of, quote, who will receive the interventions, end quote, becomes even more pressing. Given current attitudes in the United States, Europe, Japan, and Australia regarding medical interventions intended for non-therapeutic for example, optimization and enhancement purposes, will surgeons in these countries be amenable to implanting the Neuralink BMI for such ends? If not, then we query where these procedures might be provided. Further, we ask how and to what extent these procedures will be funded. Okay, so Giordano wants to know who's paying for this and who's actually going to do these surgeries all right so there's no ethical or moral uh questions coming up he just wants to know like hey we know it's brain surgery where's this stuff going to be performed that's what we want to know over here at the frankenstein laboratories over which actually called mad scientist labs at the uh military that's actually the name of it folks mad scientist laboratory all right, it goes on to say, third, his third question. If, as Musk has stated, this technology is to remain implanted and function for, quote, years to decades and possibly a lifetime, end quote, will and where will ongoing research be performed to prospectively assess the benefit, burdens, and or harms incurred? So, if I get a brain chip, where am I going to go to be evaluated to make sure I'm doing well? It says, fourth, given this proposed durability, it is likely that one, 
newer versions of the technology will be developed. We talked all about this, folks. Basically, like the iPhone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay. And two, older versions of the technology will require maintenance and updating. Therefore, we ask if and how issues and problems of obsolescence will be addressed and resolved. Will and how will device maintenance and upgrades be covered under some remunerative plan? Quote, insurance, corporate sponsorship, etc. Okay? So he wants to know what happens when you're upgrading, what happens if you need a new chip. And so as Musk explained before, you could definitely upgrade it. We've heard that going back to uh, 2020 when he was on Joe Rogan Experience. So I guess when he went on there in 2020, he had answered all of the questions that Dr. James Giordano asked for answers in 2019. So in 2020, he addressed those. Fifth, as this technology becomes available to the public, will there be a time when the majority of a society has a BMI? If this were to occur, what about the minority who don't? Or if only a select few can acquire a BMI, how will society regard and treat these individuals? Here, scenarios such as that posed in Daniel Wilson's novel, Amped, come to the fore. And what about... Oh, and what of the gap between the neuro-capabilized haves and those who have not? Remember, Yuval Noah Harari talks about this, right? The useless humans, and then the people who have controlled the data will be the gods. All right, it goes on to say, such questions should not be limited to concerns about international distributive justice. What does the use of this technology uh, portend for the schism between developed, developing and undeveloped nations, right? So now the question is, what happens to all the people that don't get the chip? So now he'll call the people with the chip the haves, the people without the have-nots. What happens to uh, these two groups of people? It goes on to say, we applaud Neuralink's strivings to develop cutting-edge therapeutics and respect their view towards neurological optimization. These developments prompt, if not mandate, recognition and acknowledgement of varying cultural needs, values, philosophies, and ethics as each and all influence uh, receptivity to this and other forms of BMI research and uses in practice. Some nations, based upon their views, ethos, and ethics, may be more, more willing, if not eager, to provide this technology to their citizens and possibly to warfare intelligence and national security personnel. As you can see, what did that start out with? Giordano is saying they applied, uh, applaud Neuralink for trying to bring this to the masses. So Giordano, this government Frankenstein doctor, part of Cyborg Soldier 2050, is definitely on board with the idea of bringing the brain-machine interface to the masses Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, we're going to jump into this lecture with Dr. James Giordano, the man who agrees with putting microchips inside people's heads. Let's see what he has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 